Awesome. Well, welcome everybody to the Easy Mojo Podcast. As always, this is Brian Gilrone and BG and Daniel Peterson. What's with, up, y'all? With our very special guest, Mr. Mike Stokes. Mike, say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. All right. Yeah. So thanks for being here, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Mike Stokes, I will go ahead and say, I will put this disclaimer out here now. I am um, an employee of his yeah. with Cincy Brew Bus. A couple years now? It's, we're going on about two and a half, two and a half years. Ish yeah. years. Yeah. And I've been um, excited to have him on the show for a long time because, as you all know, we um, like to talk to people who are inspiring to us and what inspires them, and I really think that Mike has a cool story to tell, um, despite the fact that he's my boss. <laughs> I endorse all these things. Uh-huh. Somebody's getting a raise. <laughs> oh, yeah, mission accomplished. <laughs> Shut it down. Um, no conflicts of interest here. <laughs> yeah, right. Nothing to see. Um, so we are, one of the things we do on Cincy Brew Bus, and I'm going to let Mike just go off on a tangent here in just a moment but we just want you to be experiencing this with us we'll get some photos for the website of uh, us enjoying things oh yeah Uh, but we just want you to know that we we're probably going to drink more this podcast than any podcast probably that we've had before i mean because i know right right? yeah so since you prove us you have a, a tasting experience you'll have a taster glass in which you get three pours of delicious local beer from one of our wonderful uh, Cincinnati metropolitan area breweries. And so in that same spirit, we are tasting some beers tonight. Yes. Mike had no idea, so Pleasantly surprised. I welcome his judgment. <laughs> so we're starting off with Evil Twins, Mission Goza. Goza style is very effervescent and light and beautiful. And a nice way to start things as we go down a deep, dark hole. <laughs> All right. On that note, <laughs> yeah, yeah. many different ways. <laughs> so first and foremost, and we also want to shout out to Jeff. Jeff, our engineer, is yes, sir. under the weather. I just got back from Portland. He needs more Goza. And he needs more Goza. He does. And it was it was refreshing air, and, and I was you know, not feeling the allergies. And as much as I always love to come back to Cincy... The show is very much about Cincinnati and our love for it. Uh, the pollen destroyed me <laughs> the moment I got back, and it's really destroying. Just Jeff. slammed you right so, in the face, huh? Yep. As so soon as you is, hit that valley, bam. This is uh, sorry, Jeff, for any way to fight through. Ex- yeah. Way to be tough. Ex- oh, thank you. See, you're gonna. You might have a lot added to this one, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. We miss you. We love you. You're here in spirit and on our cell phones. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyways, so Mike Stokes, tell us about what is Cincy Brew Bus, just first and foremost, and where did this brainchild come from? Sure, sure. Uh, Cincy Brew Bus is a, a brewery tasting experience. So we like to take people behind the scenes, show them how the beer process works, talk about each individual brand, um, and then taste taste the flavors uh, of those individual breweries. But what makes us a little bit different than most brew buses across the country is we also like to infuse some of that rich brewing history and heritage that Cincinnati has. So this was born from a passion of um, Cincinnati and just Cincinnati history. It was also born uh, as a passion of obviously drinking good quality 
fresh yeah. local beers. Um, I got into craft beer and, you know, and it was like one of those stories you hear about all the time where somebody gets into craft beer and they like never look back. It's like, this stuff is just too good. I can't mm-hmm. go back to where I was before. <laughs> but my wife was buying like tastings at Jungle Gems. So you'd have, you know, people from Bells, like the higher up from, this is back in, you know, 2006, 2007. Just for the non-local folks, because we always like to bring it back. Yeah. Um, what is Jungle Gems? Jungle Gems is a local grocer, um, and they just import everything you can imagine. And their beer it's selection, is, it's insane. Um, and I live in Fairfield, so, you know, it's right down the street from me. And, you know, I just go up there and grab like four or five beers just to see what kind of styles I like. But she was buying me... T- these um tastings and so you'd go to their what is their like cooking kitchen now mm-hmm. um or classroom kitchen and you would you know you'd had the owners of goose island in there at one point in time and you know um just big breweries that we hear of founders big nationwide yeah. yeah you'd have wow. these guys in and they would actually be given the tastings and so um not that i even knew that much about it at that point in time but it was a rabbit hole man and i just haven't haven't stopped and i've always been into the history um so i said you know how can i infuse two of my passions together to create like a fun unique experience on a saturday afternoon with some like-minded folks or some folks that are kind of like where i was a few years ago just kind of getting into it kicking it around trying it out and uh yeah you know so that was kind of the the idea and there was that seminal moment um i was actually taking my daughter to a reds game and uh, Ryan Geist had just came out, I think, in June of that year. And this was... Uh, oh, their, their like opening year. Yeah, 2013. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, they had just opened up, and um, I was at the Reds game, and there's like this like kids area where they can play on the swing set, or there's a big jungle gym. Oh, yeah. So um, and they, that had just gone in, and like that whole area was awesome, and you know it was great. So it was, it was getting towards the end of the game. I'm outside at this because we would do one inning in, one inning out. I'm outside, oh, yeah. and there is a line wrapped at the beer thing. And it's a 16-ounce beer, and it's like $12. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like, what in the heck is this beer? <laughs> so I get up there, and, yeah. I, and I had heard of it. You know, I hadn't gone yeah. there yet because I work downtown. So I've always been kind of connected to Cincinnati. Um, I'd heard of Ryan Geist. I'd been to Mad Tree at that point. Um but I heard of Ryan Geist and I, you know, but I just hadn't visited yet. So mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know about this thing called the truth, you know, mm-hmm. and, oh, and yeah. so their flagship, their flagship you know. beer. And so I just, I looked over and I saw all these people and I was like, man, there's a massive amount of interest in this thing, this craft beer thing. And there's a massive amount of interest locally, you know, cause Cincinnati's always been known as being one of the top selling uh, areas for Budweiser and these big guys, you know, Miller is up in Trenton, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, to have a craft brewery come in and kind of be already be at the Great American Ballpark for one, and then have so much interest yeah. behind it and yeah. people willing to pay a little bit of money and yeah. try that kind of thing out and that experience. I was like, you know what? I really want to be part of this movement. Yeah. I want to be part of this. Um, how can I get involved? How can I make it happen? Mm-hmm. So in every great beer town, there's a brew bus. I mean, and that's been going on for a long time. This okay. isn't something that was, you know, thought up by me. You know, I copied everything except for the only thing that I really didn't copy was adding some of that history back. Right. In, right. You know, yeah, not um, just a party bus, but right. So that was something you brought kind of your own unique yeah. spin on it. Yeah. Nice, it was like, nice. you know, Hey, people don't know. And I didn't know 
the extent of the history. And it's unbelievable. It's just incredible. This city was remarkable in its production of beer and mm-hmm. the stories and the things that happened here and, and the economy that was built yeah. around it. Yeah. And we still have these buildings alive today. And, and so I, you know, that was for me, my favorite part of it was seeing people like just, you know, in the beginning, just there. And even now, still to this day, people just like, what? That, that happened? Those mm. things happened here? This no, city? Yeah. This it, city it, is that? Like, it was like that? This you know? history is forgotten in a way. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's, it, it's made a really big comeback. And we just, you know, I just wanted to pepper that in there. You yeah, know? I love it. Yeah. And you said you didn't, you didn't have any like prior interest or knowledge about it before you started the brew bus? Well, I did. I, I had studied some of the history, oh, okay. um, but not in depth. Not right. I didn't go really far. I just knew that this town had a ton of great history, read a few of the stories. And at that time, they had just kind of stumbled on these a few years earlier. Um, they had stumbled on a few of these uh, lagering cellars. Oh, so that's right. probably oh, a decade right. before in, in, that. In over, in the over the Rhine neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. That's so right. so nice. they had stumbled upon these lagering cellars. So there was... Um, you know those guys. The Brewing Heritage Trail is is getting ready to open, but that was the Over the Rhine Brewery District, and those guys came together and did this, you know, Community Urban Redevelopment Corporation um, down there to get that neighborhood um, kind of back to what it was. Because in that yeah. particular neighborhood, you've got where there was basically half of the breweries that were producing in Cincinnati mm-hmm. back before Prohibition. So, so there was. You know, so I had known, I I'd read some stories, I'd heard about that. Uh, I just had no idea the depth. I mean, you know, that gotcha. that was involved until I decided, you know, what I'm gonna I'm gonna start this business, and when I get up there, I want to be able to tell some people some fun stories. And there's just books upon books, and there's yeah, I mean, it's incredible. And there's stories, and there's magazines, and there's you know, you. It's a rabbit hole, man. It it just is, but it's com- it's compelling to me, man. Like it's yeah. it's such a cool thing to have your city um, have a history that really not a lot of cities in the United States have. I mean, really, Milwaukee, St. Louis, Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So it's really so that that's kind of the birth of it was this um, this passion of you know, hey, let's I want to tell these tales and I want to let's go drink some good beer and let's celebrate this town, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. for real. Like let's go I out there it, and yeah. have fun and <laughs> just celebrate. Awesome. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so we, we launched that first tour and, uh, it, it was, it was a blast. So who was we? Because to me, if I, I mean, was it you and your wife, you and your wife and your brother? No, I was just, you know, at that point in time, it was really, uh, me and my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually was coming on the tours with me in the beginning and helping me pour. And so were you, what, sorry to interrupt. What kind of vehicle were you doing this? In? That, I was like, just thinking this. What, like, did you just what rent a bus? The, or, what was the well, infancy? What was the stumbling first around bus? Downtown? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you know, um, we didn't want to, I wanted to see what the market was going to be like first. So one of the advantages I had, um, coming into it was that I was in sales for a bank and I've dealt oh, with that's finances. Right. That's right. So I got to see a lot of people who, you know, got in some trouble financially down, you know, over the years and kind of helped them work themselves out of that trouble. And, uh, and then I was fortunate enough um, at that point to, I moved into another position. And I'll tell you guys about that here in a little bit. But I, I moved into another position with the bank, and then I was dealing with business owners. I was actually selling to business owners. So then I had a year under my belt of actually looking at uh, oh, financials and business books plans, and yeah. business plans, and okay. um, okay. so ah. so I was fortunate enough to get 
while I was launching Brewbus, already have in the background of, hey, you know, financially, what do we want to commit to this? And so I looked at it and I said, I, you know, I don't know if it's going to fly, but here's what I'm thinking. I'm mm -hmm. going to go out and I'm going to find a bus every week. I'm going to talk to a couple of the bus vendors here in Cincinnati. I'm oh, not like gonna, the commercial vendors. Yeah, like just, okay. Yeah, yeah I'm not yeah. going to go buy my own bus yet. Mm -hmm. Let's just see how this goes first yeah, right. let's dip our toe in the water um, is that excitement did i did is it real or did i just see that like yeah all those questions right yeah so yeah, before you go buy a thirty thousand dollar yeah, van or right. whatever right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly it's like hey how, can i make this work with <laughs> just like renting a van every yeah, week yeah, paying yeah. the hourly rates and yeah. then and then you know charge an x amount per person and um, you know, so we went through uh, a bus company, uh, the first bus company, and it was not good. We will, uh, they will rename it. They will yeah. remain And then we developed a partnership okay. with another one that we've been with since then. So uh, essentially 2014, we launched, mm -hmm. um, late 2013, and um, we've been utilizing their services, and they're amazing, and they're the, the best commercial. Great drivers, great, great people. Great people. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, so... Um, that's, that's the origin bus is the ones we take out still to this day. Yes. Nice. Indeed. So you never, yeah. So you still use them. We still use them, that's but now great. we have five of our own, okay. um, four of them in rotation right now. Um, one of them's wow. a little long in the tooth, so we're just kind of <laughs> using it for parts and stuff. But, um, I tried to give it beer. It didn't, re it didn't, didn't respond. It didn't respond. Sad that's day. when I knew I was like, Oh, sorry. We all, we all cried a little bit. Yep. Yep. So. It is quite the fleet now, and that was well. My experience was on one of the bigger commercial buses. Um, I went with some coworkers and like her husband's group, so it was like just a few of my coworkers, and then you know the guide, and then a ton of people I didn't know. So I was ended up talking to the guy Blake yeah. for an extended amount of time. I'm just, I was just fascinated. I'd never been to Fibonacci Brewing. I'm like, what is this place? It's so small, but their beer's so good. And like, yeah. what is this? And then um, that one really stood out. Where else do we go now? I'm not going to remember. Terrible. But um, probably Matry or Rheingeister or yeah. something, whatever was going on back then. Because sure. there's been so much growth, and we'll we'll talk about that later. Sure. But, um, but the tour guy was, you know, pleasantly surprised, I would say. By my interest, yeah. um, and I, at the time I was looking for uh, a new gig, and so we met at uh, Marty's Hops and Vines yep. on Blake's recommendation. Sure, and had some beers and talked about Cincy history, kind of like this. Yeah, it was. I, our, I remember it vividly. Yeah, our shared love of all things Cincinnati and in the history bit and and craft beer in general and the scene and all these things. So I got hired aboard. Um, it's a trainee pourer essentially, mm -hmm. um, just a little wee baby beer tender, <laughs> <laughs> a toddler, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Then, a beer uh, toddler. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's, it's grown and grown from that. So, um, yeah, now I get to drive the, the fleet buses and it's super fun yeah. in, in so many different ways. So, I mean, that's my just person on the ground involvement i felt so drawn in by the energy of you know first our our, our tour guy blake and then you mike um and just the whole robust family i mean it really yeah. is a, kind of a happy family it is it's a lot know. of fun it's been great having you on the team and you know you've done a lot of good things for us so we appreciate thank you, you and, thank you and, and all the tour guides you know you can't you i can't even begin to tell you guys my gratitude 
you know, for the, cause it's not easy. You know, oh, you, sure. you're bound, you're, it's, you want to talk about juggling. I mean, it is a lot inc- of different it's management things. You're going managing on. personalities, you're managing what flavors they're getting. You're trying to educate. You're just doing a lot. You got a lot of moving parts. So, um, they're, especially if you're driving, like Brian's taken on the new role of driving here in the past six months. And you know, when you nice. do that now, you're, now you're really like, you know, you're operating a vehicle with people in it. It's important, you know, it's, uh, yeah. you know, so we have to go through all the safety and, um, the precautionary things before we launch the bus. So it adds a whole nother layer. So it's, you know, honestly, it's hard to find people that have the, um, you know, first of all, the passion, um, and the want to, um, and then it's, you know, hard to find people who can kind of execute all that, you know, and and that really want to on a Saturday, you know, because people, most of the people that have worked for us over the years have day jobs. Um, and if they don't still, I mean, they could easily find something, you know, um, (laughs) other than, other than what we do, which is sometimes glorified cat herding, you know, I mean, sometimes that's all it really is. I'm sure, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, some groups don't want to hear me go, you know, talk for 30 minutes about, you know, Christian Moorline's uh, blacksmith shop, you know, they just, that's not people's passion, you know, so we just work within the walls and the <laughs> things that uh, we, we were given, and that's another yeah. thing, too, you got to be able to read people, and so it's, it's a lot of fun, though, and um, yeah, we it, it, you know, it's a blast. That is a good segue well actually two segues here so we're talking about cincinnati and our love of the brewing scene here and i only picked one cincinnati beer to have in our tasting lineup mostly because we really want you to come to cincy brew bus and try all the things that happen on the route um but in the spirit of you being here with us we're moving on to our next beer here and it is local um, from Listerman's. Mike, you want to tell us about Listerman's while I try and pour and yeah. all that? Yeah, sure. Um, Listerman's uh, a great, great company here in Cincinnati. Actually, Dan Listerman founded it. Um, I don't know. I think it was late 90s. Um, I've got, you know, I'm trying to learn 55, 60 breweries now, so things are getting a little mixed up. <laughs> well, the, the shop opened in 1973, right? Uh, I, don't know if it, I don't know if it was that early, um, but I know but that, that was the law, right? When... Uh, 1978, Jimmy Carter That's passed right. the law That's right. to See? allow for people to homebrew. He has all the wisdom, really. So, but but yeah. Um, so Dan started this as this um, you know homebrew shop, and he was an avid homebrewer. But also, uh, I think he was an engineer, or he is an engineer. Oh, okay, and, yeah. Um, so he had actually fabricated some things to make the process of homebrewing easier, and mm-hmm. I believe he holds patents still. So wow, um, that's kind of the way it got started as a homebrew shop and uh and then in 2008 since they knew how to kind of put things together they said let's put a brewery in here and Mm -hmm. small dairy tanks um you know very much like a um a franken brewery as we call it yeah Uh, cobbled together yeah and so um that was born from there and um you know, I've gone through a couple brewers, but uh, here as of recent, probably over the past three years, you know, they've changed the tap room. Um, they brought in a restaurant. Renegade mm-hmm. Street Eats is in there, which is their killer. Uh, and they're just super creative with their beer. I don't think, I mean, it. you know, you think about, I don't know of any brewery doing as many releases on a regular basis as that are so are. well received. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. know, lines around the door lines around the door, around the building. I went to a release, just so happened to be on my way down to the garage a couple weeks ago, probably about a month ago actually. 
And uh, they were releasing something, I think, on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I pulled up. It was a 10 o'clock release. I pulled up 9.50, and there was a line. <laughs> and I'm like, on a Tuesday? Damn. <laughs> yeah, I was no getting joke. it, man. That's dedication, so, yeah, man. Well, yeah. I mean, Sheesh. driving business in on the, to the brewery on a, on a Tuesday, and people buying these beers, and they're delicious. And yeah. they're, the one I got was a triple stuffed Oreo uh, stout. Oh, I mean, baby. yeah. That sounds yeah. nice. I needed an insulin shot afterwards, <laughs> but no, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. It was just absolutely delicious. I think it was barrel-aged. Um, Oreo cookie style, and they're like using Oreo cookies. I saw a picture the other day. They were they were using gummy bears with, uh, and they're doing a ton of collaborations. And this beer we're drinking mm-hmm. right here is actually a collaboration with a really great brewery up in Dayton called Branch and Bone. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, this beer, the Fire Flower, Fire Flower, uh, it's very good. Yeah, I like it a lot. Got so much going on. Yeah, I mean, if you read the ingredients, there's hibiscus and there's what else? I mean, there's you've got. Uh, galaxy, Kohatsu, uh, hops, hibiscus, chamomile, rose hips, main meadows. So they are not playing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, you get the hop and the juiciness on the front end, and then you get this herbal kind of, um, essence at the end. And like, and it's just a lot. The chamomile sticks out and, you know, I, I can see this one being a little more polarizing, but I, I enjoy it. I think it's, uh, I think it's a good, I picked up, a four pack myself a couple of days ago so. and it's quickly become one of my favorites and yeah there's so many good f- favorites in cincinnati and we'll, we'll talk about those in a minute yeah but i did want to ask keeping in the spirit of you know how did reading your audience right yeah um so what would you say you don't have to name names or anything like that but biggest obstacles at the beginning when you were like this is this robust thing what was i thinking you know what oh, anything yeah. like that yeah right. sure so I would say uh, the f- first obstacle was finding the right bus company. Mm-hmm. You know, they would um, show up on. Yeah, time. yeah. The, <laughs> like I, we had the first bus company. I mean, we we were at Christian Moorline. We used to launch from the logger. First, we started launching from uh, Rock Bottom Brewery. Actually, oh, in, Fountain Square. Uh, Fountain Square. Oh, we didn't even we didn't even yeah. go to Rock Bottom yet. We were just outside at Fountain Square. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and I had a sign that said, "Hey." This is where we meet, you know, and people would meet on the square, you know, during the winter and stuff. It kind of stunk. That can be rough. So I went into Rock Bottom and met uh, Keith Malloy, uh, who's now over at Taft. Mm. And he said, yeah, bring him on in. So we we started there. But then the Logger House opened up and we said, hey, that'd be fun to split it up. Like one weekend we'll do Rock Bottom and Fountain Square the next weekend. And it it, it worked pretty well, too, because sometimes at Fountain Square they would have events. And so they would clog things up. and Yeah. but we, so we were starting at Logger House, and uh, the bus pulls up, and you know he parks it, and we go in, and, and that was our first stop. And then we loaded the bus, we'd hit three other locations, mm-hmm. and then come back. Mm-hmm. The bus never started back up again. <laughs> they had to get a mechanic oh, out no. there, oh, and I had to God. cancel the tour after the first oh, stop. And this is like, man. this is like, this is uh, maybe our fifth or sixth weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the first weekend, the bus didn't show up <laughs> at all. Um, so we ended up turning Cincy Brew Bus into Cincy Walk Bus. <laughs> Cincy Walk Beer. I don't know how to. I don't know what. Right, that, yeah. I don't know how to say that. It's a Cincy wow. Beer Walk. Cincy Beer Walk. Cincy Pioneering beer walk. concepts. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Lots of refunds. Uh, lots of gift cards. <laughs> lots of pain. Uh, oh, so your first weekend out. Man. Please don't post anything on social media. <laughs> yeah. Please. Yeah. 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 Do whatever. Um, but yeah, and uh, so that was kind of. But in the very beginning, it was trying to find, you know, how do I make a website? It's like, 
Okay. Oh, so we've been I, down that pathway. So, yeah. Oh my man. Yeah. Don't we know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Good times. They so, have they have companies that say it's easy, and it is easy, but not quite as easy. As yeah. They there's say. a lot of things behind the scenes. There's a lot of layers <laughs> yeah. to it. So that was uh, obstacle one, and obstacle mm-hmm. two was like. How do these people book this? You know, yeah. when they go out there, mm, yes. where's the little button that they can click? Well, how can I magically make that appear? How, and can, how can I, I get connect? money? How can I get money? You know, yes. like what? How does yeah. that happen? How'd you, how'd you get the word out at first? Was it just like um, word of mouth or? Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, one of my friends is a uh, Danny Spears out there. If he's listening, Danny, shout uh, out, Danny. Love you. We um, will. We'll uh, we'll tag him. Yeah, Danny's awesome, and awesome. Uh, he he was really ahead of all this. You know, he had gotten into craft beer earlier than all of us, and we grew up together. And so I had kind of followed him, and and you know his he, he had a passion for it. You mm-hmm. know, so but uh, he was a blogger uh, okay. for a blog site called Beer Mumbo, and Beer Mumbo was had a lot of followers, and it wasn't just local. I mean, it was a you know regional, national type blog. Oh, wow. And I didn't realize that. I, I knew he was a blogger. I didn't mm-hmm. understand how all that worked at that point in time. Mm-hmm. But um, he posted it on his site, and then WCPO picked it up, and then the news channels picked it up. So, boom, you know, free yep. advertisement there right out of the gate. No it kidding. Incredible. It's like, we have this thing now. Yep. Go support it. Yep. That's awesome. And then the first thing we did was we bought um, a table at uh, Beer Fest. Oh, yeah. So, and then we just started going out and being in the public. And, you know, that's one of our marketing styles is we if there's events if there's we want to be out there we want to be talking to people telling people what we do mm-hmm. there's that's the best way to get the marketing out for what we do um so and then any money we made on the tour since i was gainfully employed with a bank mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i was just turning that back into a ten dollar facebook post it was truly five dollar weekend endeavor yeah kind of yeah it was yeah. like oh i can turn that around wow. and nice um yeah so nice, nice. that was uh that was a that was those were some of the bigger obstacles. Um, just the infancy. Yeah. How do just I? Just trying how to figure out all that stuff. And how do I find my style? Yeah, I mean, getting something off the ground. I mean, it, it's yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. I called every brew bus that I could find on social media mm-hmm. and on the internet. Like I looked Cleveland up, and Indy. I called and up Louisville, all the people whatever. that were already doing it and said, "How do you do it? Mm-hmm. What's mm-hmm. your strategy? What things should I look for?" And you know, it was awesome. Like some of them just stuck with me and gave oh, me all great. kinds of, there's a, I forget the name of the company and the guy now. Um, but, uh, out of Denver, mm-hmm. this guy just stuck with me. And every time I'd have wow. a question and he's just boom, he boom. A good some supporter. of them were like kind of jerky. Like, yeah. yeah. Sure. Some of them were like, no, no, not going to do that. So, yeah. um, you know, I <laughs> called, I called somebody true. in San Francisco and they were like, yeah, like, a banker doing a, a the tourism business that's that doesn't make any sense you know and i'm like okay <laughs> you thanks. don't even know me guy <laughs> thanks i appreciate it yeah because i mean like literally had no experience in the tourism industry yeah. um and all i had experience with in the beer industry was drinking it you know <laughs> so yes you had your your good taste and love essentially yeah yeah mm-hmm. so um but one of the one of the twists to the origin story um, of brew bus is so i actually had the idea about august to just let's do it i'm doing it i'm going forward with it let's make it happen mm-hmm. um and things were great i was a sales manager for a division of our bank mm-hmm. and think life was good yeah i mean we were humming along and then in so i finally got everything together to file the business license okay and at the end of september i get my business license probably i want to say first week of october mm-hmm um, next week of October, walk in on a Monday, 
and my boss is like, we got to go upstairs. And I'm like, what? Excuse me? <laughs> That's not usually oh, a good no. thing. And uh, they sat us, uh, it was four sales managers and my, my boss, they sat us at a table and said, hey, guys, we're letting you go. Oh, damn. And so, you know, and Brewbus was really kind of in the infancy, just kind of figuring shit out. You had the, well, I've got this lifeline <laughs> going on. Yeah, I'm like, this is like a baby thing. Like, what am I going to do, oh, you know? Dude. and uh, But the bank was killer uh, about it, you know. I mean, bes- besides getting fired or, or <laughs> not fired, but, but let go, um, I, you know, they were like, hey, well, you guys get to finish out the year because we had – loans and things in the pipeline so they were like finish that out and then you know try to find we'll, we'll try to help you if we can find other placement throughout the bank mm-hmm. so luckily I, I landed in that business banker role uh with the bank and okay, uh but yeah. but when that happened <laughs> it was like okay this brew bus thing we got to hurry up on this <laughs> and uh like seriously like um seriously it, it, so, right like but we need we need you know because it was going to be just like a hobby thing it was you know right, every saturday right, right. i go out for five hours six hours i get to do my thing i get to drink some beers with these guys there was never a business plan written for this thing to do what it did mm-hmm. um you know and then you know it caught fire but but yeah, to that point, it was like, so on in January of 2014, we launched Brewbus and I also started a new job at the bank. It was just insane. Mm. And it was an insane year. Um, it was just that whole year was was nuts. So come And f- little kids. Yes. Yeah. And Henry was born um, in oh. 2015. So Jen actually got pregnant. Um, so I handed my... So in 2015, the business done really well that first year. And mm-hmm. we knew like we had something and there was no way I could do both. And I worked with the bosses at US Bank mm-hmm. and my wife and I looked at the finances and, you know, basically she said it was okay. I mean, point blank. It was like, yep. babe, yep. Cannot, you know, here's what we've got. Family here. decision. Yeah. yeah. So yep. um, she said, yeah, go run with it. Like, let's make it happen. And, um, and so that first year, um, so that was 2015. I walked away from, from the bank. It was like, the beginning of February, I, I want to say, or very end of uh, January, and then like two weeks later, we found out she was pregnant with Henry. Whoa, <laughs> that is bracing. Just kidding. Hey, remember how we were talking about that thing? Can and, you take that out? Can we rewind? And that was all like that? A, a week ago, but I yeah. was like, whoa, I just need a vacation, boss. Like things, things have taken a turn. Wow, so yeah, oh man. So yeah, Henry, that's a head trip. Yeah, so that was uh, that was like the first you know year or so of it. But it, yeah, I was let go from my my job, and it's like okay, you get do something, get on your freaking horse, and make this happen. So, so you had that spark damn. in 2013, and then an impetus major league. Yeah, in 2015, it was like that's pretty. Well, yeah, 2013 man. was when we got let go. I mean, that was yeah. when I got the pink slip, and then but yeah, so. That was like, hey, you know, you need to make a little bit of money out of this. If something, if you don't land on your feet with, yeah. you know, and get a new job, sure. you better have some kind of revenue coming mm-hmm. in. So that was the idea. It's like, okay, yeah, I, while I do still want this to be a hobby, um, I, I do need at this point in time, you know. But then people took the tour, and then those people wanted to do a private event with their friends, and then those people, and yeah. then those people. So then now, you know, my best friend jumped on board, and he was. He was huge, and then um, another guy jumped on board. So it was us three, and we, you know, I was Friday night, double Saturday, Sunday, yep. every single yep. week. Friday night, double Saturday, Sunday, and all of us were running those tours like that until, like, okay. And then it was like, this is for real. In 2015, um, uh, or late 2014, I was like, yeah, this is for real. Let's buy a bus. Mm-hmm. Okay, know? like yeah. let's, yeah, let's let's make do the this. down payment. Yeah, so we bought a bus in in late 2014. 
and um, that was uh, our first one and um, just ran with it man just went from there and mm-hmm. we were able to do small and big groups because we had a competitor come into marketplace in the middle of the summer and since we were doing those big buses, I couldn't do a party of eight, you know, I mean, it would, yeah, I just right. couldn't pay for it or, yep. yeah, I had to charge them 80 bucks a person, mm-hmm, which didn't mm-hmm. fly. So it's like, yeah. you know, anything I got, I just gave to the competitors. Well, I started giving a lot of business to the competitors. It's like, okay, yeah, you know, let's, let's, let's get on our horse here. You know, we're, we're doing some fun, good stuff. People are rating us high and, you know, I think it's, it's got sticking and lasting power. So mm-hmm. yeah, a little wow. twist that is, well, <laughs> It's good Quite to know because My I God. feel like there's in any in anybody's story, no matter what you know who you are and what your your dream is, you're gonna experience a challenge. Yeah. So it's like, how are you going to maneuver that yeah. obstacles? Well, probably set of obstacles. Yeah. You know, and everybody finds their way or doesn't, but you know, you have yeah. found a way. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's the thing. A lot of people, and I always say this. I mean. If you want to be self-employed, you better be ready to work, dude. <laughs> Everybody thinks it's all glorious and glamorous, and they don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. until you get in and start mm-hmm. doing it. I mean, even myself, you know, and still, until I that was my job. I mean, I, you know, I knew that the, I was working my ass off at both jobs. So it mm-hmm. didn't really, for me, I was, I work hard, but... Like <laughs> once I got that, once that was my job, I was like, oh, oh it yeah, became everything. It's time. You know, you got to get down you there get going. <laughs> cleaning every granule of, of um, Cervati's pretzel That's right. uh, salt <laughs> out of the crevices. Yeah, in 2015, we opened Cincy Wine Wagon in May. Mm-hmm. We opened um, Louisville Brew Bus in um, October. And then, uh, you know, since he bourbon bus, um, in December, you know, and that was going to be, our, you know, the cornerstone of the business, which it has been, mm-hmm. you know, those entities have been the cornerstone of the business since 2014. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So now we're getting into some fun stuff, some different things, you and know, we're going to get to those, all sure. the fun, we're going to get to logistics most assuredly of how you can do all these things. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Definitely. Oh yeah. At, at the end. So we can, I'm already like, who can I take on a private <laughs> tour? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure there's nice. a band, a band, some band members. Oh, we could we could fill a a party bus right now. That's yeah. awesome. This very moment. Oh yeah. There's a couple different things I want to talk about, yeah. just because um, you have such a, like you said, I feel like your knowledge and love of Cincy history came from childhood, and you were just interested in it. Right? Yeah, yeah, just connected to Cincinnati in some way, shape, or form my entire existence. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and there's plenty of um, uh, there's plenty of things to learn about here besides mm-hmm. you know just the beer history. I mean, it's just incredible. The city is it's amazing. All, it's like hospitality history in a way. Yeah. I mean, it, so what? My bigger question is, what are you excited about in the scene? What are cool trends? But um, just for, again, we like to talk about all things Cincy on this podcast and um, and our love for it. But you have some really good knowledge of what since he was pre-prohibition and, and what that meant can you give the the non-initiated sure uh, just a quick yeah uh you know you know you know quick is hard just, for a tour guide i know right? it's hard <laughs> i know give them the highlights yeah, just ask my kids and my yeah my wife quick uh 
Um, but yeah, so <laughs> give give them the highlights, and then yeah. we'll transition towards now. So Cincinnati was founded in 1788. Yeah, the first brewery probably went in, you know, before that. Yeah, uh, but commercial sure. brewery first opened up in 1812. But anyway, this is the frontier. Um, this was the western frontier. Um, the land, the way it laid out, it was perfect for settlements, and it was a river town, and people didn't just uh, come here. Uh, people came here to stop. But they also came here to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had large influxes of immigrants um, throughout the entirety of, of Cincinnati's history. Um, but this was a boom town. I mean, this was mm-hmm. the big Midwestern town. We had the fastest population growth in the 1800s of any town in the, in the country. Um, you know, by the end of 1800s, we were, you know, somewhere early 1900s, somewhere around the 250,000. I mean, it was huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were the, the, you know the queen yeah. of the of the west mm-hmm. um and that's you know been our nickname forever so with that just came a ton of people a ton of different professions a ton of different um things for people to do um and it was a lot like the wild wild west mm-hmm. you know in the you can read forever from the very beginnings of of cincinnati's history some of these um some of these businesses that came and 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 made things happen and kind of built the foundation for it so yeah, I mean, it's you know a lot. A lot of towns are like that. I think ours is unique in that, you know, we had such a large influx of German and Irish immigrants, mm-hmm. and they brought this, you know, their culture with them. A lot of them assimilated to the American culture, but a lot of them did. You know, they assimilated, but they also still celebrated the way that their culture did, mm-hmm. and uh, especially the guys that came in in, in the Forty Eighters in, oh, in nineteen yeah. in eighteen forty eight. Um, and, and these were leaders of industry in Germany. They needed to get the hell out of Germany because mm-hmm. of civil unrest. Yep. And they came here, and then they set up their hmm. their lifestyle here. Hard working. Yeah. They worked six, seven days a week, mm-hmm. but they celebrated too. And that celebration, that that um, you know, and it wasn't like they were just celebrating, you know, them on their porch by themselves. Like, yeah. They were they beer together. gardens. The community aspect. It was all yeah. about community. Yeah. Right. And that you know. I think that Cincinnati's been reflective of that since day one. You know, there is such a community aspect to Cincinnati where you live. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of my favorite parts of this renaissance of beer is these breweries that are going in, um, small breweries going into the community and people rallying around um, that. It's very reflective of the way it was back then. Because mm-hmm. you got to think back then there were no cars. So, no, you, you know, your yeah. block was literally your, like, that's your you shopped, yeah. you know, your restaurants, your saloons. Yeah, I mean, right, think about right. having 136 saloons just on Vine Street. I mean, but that was every block, every couple of feet. And then people competing with each other in, yeah. the, in that, you know, so, and then in Cincinnati to have 1,800 to 2,000 saloons. I mean, it's just nuts, you yeah. know, the, 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 but that's, that's what it was back that's then. That's crazy, and, man. You know, it was a walking area it was, that was your hood. Yeah. That was where you stayed, you know? And it's funny. If you look at old maps, you see little names of pockets that are, mm-hmm. you know, and now it's just the Cincinnati business district, right? Yeah. Central business district, or it's over the Rhine, over the or, you know, but there was like little pockets many things, yeah. of, in different neighborhoods that were within those neighborhoods, mm-hmm. you know, uh, of those sections of, of downtown and, Today, you know, so it's, it's really cool. There was yeah. some, I, have, I forget the, I think you probably told me, but at one time that the urban density was second only to... Manhattan. Uh, Manhattan, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was... Wow. In the, 40, over the Rhine area. Yeah, there were 45,000 yeah. people living in Over the Rhine. 
So, wow. I mean, you think about that now. I think wow. there's somewhere around 7,000 uh, yeah. people living there. I mean, yeah. people on top of Holy people on top of people shit. in an area where you didn't have cars. Yep. So the streets were just flooded with, yeah, with human beings. Yeah, to get out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just nuts, you know? Yeah. And, and 40% of that economy came from, uh, came from just beer by itself. So a lot of those guys were uh, working at the breweries and things mm -hmm. like that. And those tenements were built and those homes were built, you know, five by five rooms where mm -hmm. five you know four or five people would sleep at a time and just a like a whole a, diff, a different kind of thing you know i mean it's it's not new york city by any stretch or philadelphia but uh, the history here it kind of reflects that um yeah. a little mm -hmm. bit later on and and it's you know because we we were founded in essentially 1800 yeah. 1788 yeah where new york was we're young you already know, established young. and mm -hmm. yeah yeah so um but yeah that's it's it's hard to believe that's this area was would be like a manhattan yeah you know to think about that it's pretty insane yeah that is crazy man. and i know at the the height i mean the the town was making of the 36 brewers that were in the town in the late yep. 1800s were making over a million barrels of beer and exporting yep. and i mean the great accolades of christian Moorline being um the only u.s producer to export to germany yeah and i think that um christian yeah. Moorline. yeah no yeah. kidding they were huge yeah. i mean there's stories they, they were exporting uh back to germany at that point in time i believe i know they were exporting all over the united states mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but I know they were also entering their beers and competitions in Germany mm -hmm. too, because they've got posters and advertisements that show that. But um, so they were active. Yeah, doing their yeah, thing. yeah. But hmm. you know that was one of the things too here. You know the ultimate downfall of of Cincinnati beers that you know they weren't none of these breweries were really close to railroad tracks. None yep, of these breweries yep. were. They didn't build the breweries around the idea of exporting the beer, yeah, it right? Was all because 90% of the million and a half barrels that were brewed here were being consumed here. So why do you need to, why the hell you need to export for all my, my cousins are going to drink this, you know? So. I always say on the, on the tours, if you're from, if you're born and raised in Cincinnati, you have a very well-developed liver. Uh, <laughs> yes. Major league. Yeah. So, but, but you know, and, and the way the city's kind of landlocked, you know, there's all these hills. So, yeah. Right. You know, right. You can't, right. They really expand yeah. too far, that's a you great, know, great effort. You, yeah. You know, you're not a flat area where you can kind of continue to build out you're, mm -hmm. you're trapped you're you're covered by hills so yeah. they felt that after a long after a while of um and so they, they did export they did develop uh, but you know they didn't have to but so when when cincinnati was making all that beer and also drinking all of that mm. beer they would <laughs> mm -hmm. run out of beer especially before refrigeration yep because you know before refrigeration all you had was the stock that was in the cat, you know, down yep. in the tunnels um, that you built under your brewery. Once that stock was gone, then you brought in somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so wow. they were bringing in companies like Miller mm -hmm. um, and like Bush and um, that had that Budweiser, that, that industrial reach. Yeah. That know? had, you know, so that were, that were able to export their products a little bit easier. And then, the, so they, end up getting a name recognition mm -hmm. during the before prohibition had even started yep and then once prohibition ended those guys knew that marketing was really the key to oh, yeah. winning over the consumer base so they really went heavy on the advertising oh yeah and that captured the imagination of the united states and a lot of the breweries you know they 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 tried um and scratched and Just clawed and couldn't keep up but by you know the late 50s early 60s you know the writing was kind of on the wall 
And then, mm-hmm. the, you know, the last brewery, the last locally owned brewery cl- closed shop, I believe, I want to say it was either 1978 or 1979. Is that Shane Lane? Yeah. So yeah. they were bought out and they people use the facilities. Right. Still to this day. Yeah. Yeah. So, huh. but they, um, that was not, that was no longer a Cincinnati company mm-hmm. at that point in time. So. Yeah. Wow. So the downfall, I mean, it it is really sad. It always bums me out. I mean, you think about it's it's not just the numbers, but this the you know the people's lives. Thirty thousand people lost you know lost their jobs yeah. immediately. Yeah, that's, yeah. And that's then crazy. just those, this profession is just gone. Yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, if so, the the second part of that is what you, you know. I want to know what you're excited about now, and I feel that the rise of Cincy Brewing, I mean, to, I mean, dare I say, a national level. Um, in the past, well, really 12 years, if you want to talk about Mont Carmel and back in the day, yeah. but, um, what are you excited about now and, and where do you see things going? Um, I, like I said, I'm really excited about the community aspect of these breweries. You know, I, I feel like it's turned into, you know, kind of like your neighborhood. It's almost like a cheers to me kind of feel, you know, it's like, if you live in college Hill, you go to Brink, you know? Mm, yeah. and, and I mean, it, not to say that that's the only place they go to, but you know, you go in there on any given night and there's people, there's familiar faces and, um, and they've rallied around them. You know, the people have come out Fibonacci. They've rallied around Fibonacci doesn't have a TV. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's like, people don't think about (laughs) that, but they don't have a TV. but it's refreshing. You go in there, you have conversation and the community, they have events. Um, they do all kinds of fundraisers and, Mm -hmm. um, but you think about like a street side and, and places that are these smaller um, breweries, uh, you know, as far as a tap room is concerned, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. smaller breweries that the community is rallied around. Uh, that to me is so exciting, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. to me, then the opportunities for people to open breweries are pretty much endless. You know, if you want to go big, that's probably a scary space right now. You yeah. Know? And you want to distribute. I mean, there's you need to have legit like backing and a, right. a serious yeah, business imagine, plan yeah. and all those things. Exactly. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, but then you've got places like, like Sonder who who came in and they're going to distribute, mm-hmm. and like Fretboard, mm-hmm. same thing. But also they value that community aspect as well. So people are rallying around those mm-hmm. guys in those neighborhoods. They're they're making killer juice, mm-hmm. you know. And so, um, you know, they're going to benefit from that, and they're also going to have the the distribution footprint, and that's that's awesome. And they're creating something unique and special, and that's why I like too is you know, all the breweries have a niche, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're doing unique and fun and exciting things. You look at somebody like urban artifact who's cut, who came out in 2015 and, you know, really they make sour beers, you know, and they make fruited beers and uh, they don't, that's not, you know, extent, you know, all what they make, but that's what they're known for. And, um, they've done an awesome job and everybody kind of poo pooed it in the beginning. And I remember hearing people just go on and on about, all that'll never work, this and that. And I'm like, you guys don't understand. Like, people like this stuff. Yeah. And this is what it's about. It's about stretching the possibilities. And that's what's exciting to me is seeing these people stretch the possibilities. And I know I hear some of the purists and they're like, milkshake, sour, double, dry, hot, <laughs> IPA. Get off my Take lawn. away. Man yells at clouds. Like, I'm like, come on, man. Everybody's liking their own thing. Like, let it roll. You know, that's... So that's what's fun for me is to see that community aspect, that creativity, um, to see that um, just, you know, and then just that that is all just elevating this city. You know, they you know they say yeah. 
all ships rise with the tide, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening. You know, people are making really good juice here. People value the community. People are giving, the breweries are giving back to the community. Mm-hmm. Um, you In think about way. generous breweries, Mad Tree, Ryan guys, yeah, the Mad big Tree. guys. Yeah, yeah. man, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. These yeah. guys do an amazing amount of things for this community. And that's, that's exciting. And that's awesome. And that's the kind of thing that, you know, that I value and that we value uh, in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. So. And I love taking love out of town groups, um, even on any of those tours, like wine or bourbon or beer or whatever. And they inevitably by the end or comment on something around that aspect of the, the community focus. And, you know, I'm, I'm really heartened to hear you echo that and, mm-hmm. and all those things. Quick time out. Sure. We're on number three here and we were just talking about sour beers. Awesome. Sour beers, you know, um, are their own niche. If you're into them, you're into them. If you're not into them, you know, you're not into. Screw them. you're you. not into. <laughs> yeah, right. I would say give it go a to hell. Give it, give it a chance. <laughs> as Mike, as Mike city. would say, give it three chances. That's right. That's right. You yeah. got to take three drinks of anything. You got to take three tastes of anything before you really can taste it. You know. So that's why I always tell everybody on our tours, like this. You know, first of all, beer is subjective. Like, I mean, just because you hate it doesn't mean I'm going to hate it. It's you know, sure. it's like food. Um, second of all. You know, everybody's palate's different, so you may not like it, and that's fine. That's fair. Um, but give it give it a fair shot. Give it a fair shake. Try and three. And you say di- three, three. Take your first three drinks. Number. You can't taste anything, <laughs> really. Your brain can't. I mean, the really good sensory people can do it, um, you know, and, and the but people have been not, drink, drinking yeah. beer for a long time, and if you're coming off of just eating a pretzel, you know, and there's yeah, nothing sure, in your palate, sure. or, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, your palate's open, and, you know, but if you've had beer before it, or if you've had something to eat before it your your flavor your taste buds are a little tainted with that thing so you want to mm-hmm. give it three shots uh first three drinks and then um after that you should be able to get like good notes out of it mm-hmm. and uh you know that's when your your nose is completely filled with the uh, the smells and that's when your your palate is really covered with all of the flavor so um yeah yeah it's i mean it's funny you know People go out like this beer sucks. This beer is terrible. <laughs> you see it on Untapped and oh yeah, it's like yeah. Social media can be rough. My my favorite review ever, uh, I think it was <laughs> of uh, what was the guy's Valley Vineyards uh, Cellar Dweller. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They had one on Untapped, and the guy gets a stout. He buys he buys a stout, and then he puts on there, "This is too stouty." Hmm. One star. <laughs> Okay, but well, I don't know but, what you expected to happen there, this my is friend. Extremely but stouty, this is too stout, much. Stout, too stouty, stout. Like, wow, you really went in depth on that review, didn't you? Uh, Thank you for all. <laughs> so that's the kind of thing, like that kind of, you know, those kinds of things kind of turn you off to it. But people are going to use those things how they want to, you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, and, and oh, you yeah. can't blame them. You know, that that's their personal log. That's not, you know, uh, in the beginning days of Untapped Brewers, we're looking at that like, hey, you know, I want to get good, honest oh, yeah. feedback for my beer. Yeah. Well, what they were finding was people that would say, this sour beer sucks. It's so sour. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like yeah. But, 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 oh. <laughs> we love untapped. We're not hating untapped. We just... No, no, it's great. It's it, No, it, it does what it does, and it, it, it fills a need, and it's a cool little thing. And... You just have to recognize it for that that personal flavor. Yeah. I just want yeah. to tell the folks we're, um, so local brewer, a lot of different brewers are doing sours now, um, Upland Brewing in Bloomington, Indiana which we can credit somewhat to the the starting of Braxton Brewery here yeah. in, in uh, Covington, Kentucky, um, greater Cincinnati area. Um, this is 
And that's another story for another time. You should probably visit Braxton's mm-hmm. website for that one. Shout out, Braxton. But uh, oh, this yeah. is called Darken. It's a uh, brown sour ale. Um, Upland. It's interesting. It is interesting. So, well, Delicious. Flanders <laughs> Ale is its own kind of thing. I know that, that Mike likes this kind of stuff. So, um, But I wanted to piggyback on that. So, you know, Bloom, uh, Upland Brewing in Bloomington, they started out as... They were just, they were in a college town, they were feeling a need, and along the way, somehow, they found that they have this love for, you know, doing sours, and now they have a whole division for it, Um, just like all these other brewers and distillers and wineries are kind of finding their niche. Do you feel, I mean, now that you've been, you've done thousands of tours with a wide variety of human beings out there. Are you <laughs> seeing any true. any national trends, like anything you think is going to be a new kind of thing or anything like that? Well, I mean, yeah, you know, like I said, the, um, the big, uh, what's the big thing, the big pastry stout, that's a big thing right now, and... Oh, like, yeah. Um, you know, Added like, 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 like lot, the, very the, sweet. Yeah. Like pudding cookies and pudding mm-hmm. donuts and, um, putting maple syrup, brewing with maple syrup and, okay. um, do you know, the, they're pushing the boundaries on the, the flavor profiles of some of these stouts. Uh, and you know, I don't think that's going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think that the fruited sours are here to stay. Yes. I think people Thank love goodness. Them. I think people love them. Urban Artifact is I a think great. The milkshake. Yeah. Keep loving on them. Yeah, I mean, so my wife's Cincy not breweries. a big beer drinker, but she loves yeah. like the fruited stouts and the sour beer, and she loves all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's good. Yeah. Uh, some people, it just kind of speaks to them. And mm-hmm. the hazy IPAs, that was uh, big now. That's a big thing, but that's been around for a few years now, and mm-hmm. people kind of... You know, so the next trend, I'm not sure. I know a lot of people like the Brute IPAs. I mean, you know, obviously I'm a little biased, but well, we brewed one. We with, brewed one, yeah. brewed one with Brink Brewing, and it was delicious. And um, I like that style, and I know it's been pretty polarizing from the people that I've talked to. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's not moving the needle as far as sales are concerned at a lot of breweries. So, but. You know, that's a cool concept, uh, you know, like a dry kind of dry drinking, not juicy IPA, but still has that bite Mm -hmm. and that aroma of a good, well hopped beer Mm -hmm. um, where the hops kind of stand alone Mm -hmm. uh, versus because you don't get that like big, you know, malty backbone to it. You get that malt backbone kind of stops. Boom. And then you're you're hitting the head with, you know, Motueka or Mm -hmm. Citra Galaxy and that's kind of cool, you know, that just the, the difference in that. Whether I think that that's, um, but I can't tell you what the next thing is. I mean, they're doing so many new, innovative you know, styles being creative, yeah. and being creative all the time. It, it's just, uh, it's so cool. I mean, me personally, I didn't, you know, I didn't really like the um, um, when I first started drinking. I didn't really like sours that much, mm-hmm. but now I love them. And you put a saison, sour saison, in a red wine barrel, forget about it. That shit is amazing. Huh. And I never thought I would like that kind of thing. But that's that's just me. You know, I don't know if that'll ever, you know, is that a big trend? I have no idea. But, yeah, but, uh, yeah I think the milkshake stuff, the fruited stuff, uh, the pastry stouts, I think they're... They're here to stay. They're, they're definitely a trend right now. Um, but I think people, that, that'll... That, because you know what? People that don't necessarily like your traditional 
um, pilsners or your traditional brown ales, things, your traditional porters and mm-hmm, stouts. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a good way for people that have maybe a little bit of a sweeter palate to get introduced to beer. I can tell you, right, and, yeah. and you probably mm-hmm. know this, that those hazy IPAs, um, the New England style IPAs, when we do tours, um, you know, IPAs still are very polarizing. And what people don't understand is, you know, and, and this is not a knock on anybody, but 80% of the customers that we get are not really craft beer centric people. They're yeah. there. Yeah, they're they there with learn. the other 20% that are like that invited them to the party. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're there. Mm-hmm. And some of them are just like, Hey, I want to finally experience this. Mm-hmm. And so we get a lot of people that IPA scares the shit out of them. They don't want to deal. They don't want to do IPA yep. too bitter. Yep. So all of a sudden these new England IPAs come out, boom, we oh, give yeah. it to them. And they're like, this shit is good because mm-hmm. it's not. It doesn't have that residual bitterness mm-hmm. that a normal West Coast style, style, East Coast style IPA would have, you know. And so, uh, I like that. That's cool. You've, you've, and then now those people are probably drinking their mm-hmm. uh, some IPA because your palate changes. And hopefully and, local. I yeah. mean, I remember. I mean, when I first start got first started into craft brew and all that, I think it started with Guinness. I mean, because it was yeah. different. I know with with Daniel, I think was it. Uh, when I first met Daniel, he was into Red Stripe. Oh hell yeah, Be- and... beach beer baby. It's yeah, so good. La- yeah, and High Life. Right, but I, I did think, not. Was it Madry? Was it Psychopathy? Uh, I think it was. I remember I think it was had... Psychopathy like, that got me into the craft beer. thing. Because I Daniel. I used to hate it. Yeah, yeah. I, would I mean, be like, oh god, to and, but, go right and... into craft and drink IPA. That's you know that's not a normal thing. You know yeah. most people. Like me, start with the brown ale, mm-hmm. start with the pilsners, start right. you know, the little sweeter, work your way, porter, stouts, yeah. and then, you know, hey, I'll try an IPA. It, it, you know, it's so abrasive. You know, a right, lot of them are just right. so... so. To, and that's to, what I kind of like, that's what I kind of fell in love with. And still, that's it's pretty much my preferred IPA is like the, you know, the pretty sure abrasive Yeah, that's IPAs. right. Arrogant well, bastard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a big boy. That was one of the first <laughs> ones that got me really in, like confirmed that that go down the rabbit hole. There's <laughs> yeah. so many things out there, yeah. you know, and there, there really is. are. Whatever your tastes are, I mean, there's something out there for you now. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, I got to ask Mike, like, sure. and I, we try to ask each of our guests, somebody's thinking about starting something. Yeah. Or maybe they've been at it for a while or whatever. What is your, what's some advice? Okay, be you know, be prepared to just work. Be prepared to work. Not to see people and just get you know. You're gonna be. um, There's gonna be things in your life. Button up everything that you need to button up for the next year or two. Um, Get it done. Game plan. Because you know, I I demoed a bathroom when we first started Brew Bus, and we (laughs) just finished it this last summer. So what? Four years. My wife was ready to fucking kill me. Jen, Jen, if you're listening, you are a saint. Yeah, she is a saint. And uh, yeah, so get the shit done that needs to get done. Um, button it all up. Um, tell your friends, your kids, kiss them on the head. You know, hey guys, daddy's got to go to work. He's going to make something happen. Believe in it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do not believe it or you have any doubts uh, about it, then you probably not. Uh, you, you probably need to sit down and reevaluate mm-hmm. because um, 
you know, that being said, you always have some doubt. You always be like, sure. okay, is it going to work? Is it gonna, well, you you got to, yeah. Right. You know, but, but, you know, you got to yeah. figure out ways to make it work and you got to yeah. get creative and you've got to get in the lab and you've got to really hustle, man. Um, you got to tell everybody. You got to, you can't be scared of that kind of stuff. You know, you've got to get out in public and you got to spread the word, you know? Not, um, not no fear of hearing no kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just, just keep asking. Just keep go for it. Just go for it. Tell the world mm -hmm. what you're doing, you know, and, and spread spread it and um, get out there make sure you've got all your social media stuff uh, taken care of that's so huge now I mean we built this business with very little advertising budget same mm -hmm. thing can be done with any business granted I understand like brew bus is a lot more interesting than fixing your plumbing <laughs> uh, but you know but still you need to have that and that needs to be an element to your advertising and you can save some money if you do it right you know and um, have a plan, have a strategy, have a marketing strategy. Understand that marketing is primarily what people look at to buy things. So, um, but all that aside, no matter what you do, you better have the you better have the best quality product out there. You better make it. Um, you know, work hard to make that a great product. What, no matter what it is that's there's all this other stuff there's all this ancillary stuff at the end of the day if people aren't talking about your business when they walk when they walk away from it if they're not talking about how great it was then you know because that's the most powerful thing is word of mouth especially in a we live in mm -hmm. a big community but it's still a small community and everybody in cincinnati knows what i'm talking about mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. it's so in a um, lot of different towns no matter where you no are, matter where you are i mean correct. you have sure. yeah you have yeah. your community and whatever that is to whatever that means to you yep yeah, so I that's that would be my thing is just love it, man. Yeah. Yep. I yeah. mean I can say from personal experience, I mean just from the first time that that I met Mike that I could feel his passion for what this is all about and you know, he just very upfront about do you buy into this? Yes or no and not in an abrasive way, but that's like that's the energy that you project like all the time and it's great. Yeah. So that passion is is a key thing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's funny, yeah. you know, I, I say that, and but I mean, up until probably, I would say two years ago, so in, going into year four, um, I was still like nervous about, you know, it was like, <laughs> you know, because is this thing something that has lasting power um, or mm -hmm. is it just, or is it a trend, you know, in your brain, yeah, yeah. Will, thinking from a banker last? perspective yeah. and that, you know, that risk analysis that yeah, we would do, right, right. Um, but you know, there was never a time where I doubted whether it'd be successful is like, how successful will it be? Yeah. And mm -hmm. where can we take this? You know, where can this go? Um, to how, how can we grow it? How can we make it better? What else? What other cool things can we do? How can we improve um, what we're currently doing? And, um, you know, what in Cincinnati, what would somebody who's visiting Cincinnati want to see? Mm -hmm. And what would they want to do? So, or someone who's from here yeah. but doesn't know what what's there right. to be uncovered. right. Or you yeah. live here, but you have friends from out of town, and yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to show it off, so love it. So, speaking of showing it off, we were gonna, we were, we need to talk about what what you actually get. What is the Brewbus product? Um, and we can we can talk about 
a few other things after that. But just walk people through really quick. What are you going to get? You go to cincybrewbus.com. Yeah, you go to... And then what happens? Yeah, you find... We have a, an extensive menu of, of products out there. Uh, weekday afternoon, weekday evenings. We have, you know, Saturdays, Saturday nights, Sundays. We have historical. We have food pairing. I mean, there's so much out there, and I know it can be almost a little bit overwhelming sometimes for people. But, yeah, you go out there. You find what product that you're looking to do, the experience that you're looking to have, and you book it for whatever date that you want to go on. And then we meet at a centralized location if it's a public tour. If it's a private tour, we arrange pick up locations with people um and then you get on the bus and we check you in and then uh you get a big fat ass cervati pretzel um and uh local local baker local Cincinnati, baker yeah. love it uh and nice. um we string that around your neck for what we call bakery bling <laughs> and then you take that out and we give you a souvenir taster glass and then we go to the breweries while we're driving we we like to drop some knowledge Maybe, maybe hook up a little trivia, mm -hmm. um, you know, get people interacting with us, give out some koozies, maybe some wine toppers, you know, maybe a t-shirt oh, yeah. or two, um, you know, just engaging everybody, getting everybody fired up to go out and drink some beer and have some fun and learn a little bit about Cincinnati. So that's a, that's the bus rides. Um, and then once we get into the locations, um, you know, we're going to, you got your taster glass. We're going to go up. We're going to skip the lines. We're going to get some beer from uh, the breweries, uh, uh, put in a pitcher, and then we're going to pour you three different tastes of beer um, in a six ounce. Well, it's actually a seven ounce glass. We pour about five and a half, six ounces each pour. And then we're going to do a, a, like a full on tasting, like, you know, how the brewers do it, how the quality assurance team does it. We're going to do a full-on tasting first and take you through that process. And then when I say we, I mean the, the guests are going to do it, not the person driving you, just so everybody's nope. aware. <laughs> that is safety first. We yeah, are that's, number that's, one That's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> the royal we. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we're going to do that. We're going to do that tasting, and we're going to do that. Um, I'm going to show you how to get the most out of every single time you drink a beer, how to get the most out of it, and then let you let you loose on that for the rest of your time. But we're going to try to do what I like to call the rainbow of flavors. So if you're on a brewery tour with us, what we try to do is get one of each style. So you're going to try three different styles at each place. Now on private tours, you know, we kind of let let the private group kind of tell us what they're in the mood for. Mm -hmm. But we really like to get people out of their comfort zone. And what I've found over the years of doing this is the more we do that, the more people are like, hell, I like that style now. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't like sours always. I didn't like IPAs always. Now I love it. I so a lot. I mean, and, and you know, people walk away from that like, damn, I didn't realize I like Saisons. Like, mm -hmm. that's really yeah. good. Or maybe we said something during the presentation that, you know, they're, they're something changed, you know, yeah. Hey, this tastes like a banana and clove. Oh, I never thought about the banana, you know? Right, and right. So, uh, but, but anyway, so you get the tasters and then what we try to do at each location is take you behind the scenes and actually take you through the brewing process. That's cool. Yeah. So, really so cool. get, get behind the science of making beer, uh, from the growing of the malts in the yard, in the farm, mm -hmm. uh, on the farm, in the ground, uh, all the way, uh, through the process to the end, uh, uh carbonating in the bright tank and, um, being bottled and, and, and shipped out. And the main thing is we do that, we do that process thing at least, uh, one time, and we like to go behind the scenes multiple times to kind of show people different setups. Because, mm -hmm. you know, 
like I said, there's only a couple ways to make a beer, yeah. but, um, but the scale can be radically The scales different. are cool looking. You know, if you go to somewhere like Fibonacci, it's got a small one barrel system. One night we did, we did, um, it was really cool. We did Fibonacci. Um, they've got a one it's barrel. One of the smallest brewers in Cincinnati yeah, it's still. It's considered a nano brewery, mm-hmm. you know, making less than, I want to say a thousand barrels a yeah, year. Yeah. Um, and then we Tiny. went to Brink. Brink is a still a very small brewery, seven, seven and a half barrel brewing system. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, we finished up at... Uh, where where did we finish up at that um, that night? It was just a next scale up. I want to say it was like Taft's. Yeah, I want to say it was Taft's Fifty Brewpool. West or something. Braxton. Yeah, ta- Taft's. Uh, no, it was Braxton. Yeah, it was Braxton. We finished at Braxton, and they've got a fifteen barrel system, mm-hmm. or maybe it's a twenty barrel. One of the two. Anyway, they got to see the three different systems. Yeah, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, but but I'll tell you, you know, doing these tours for so long, what people really like is the story. Mm-hmm. What is yep. the story of the brewery? You know, we get we get into a lot of breweries, and the and the brewers want to talk about you know how Process. things are made, and that's yep. fine, and that's great. Mm-hmm. We do need to do that, and we want to do that. We want people to be. Uh, that's like a checklist item on our brew tours. Like mm-hmm. you're going to get a process tour. Um, but people really want to hear like, how did this shit happen? How did yep. it shake out? What was it before? What was, what, why, where did this come from? You know, like yeah. why did, you know, yeah. the why Absolutely. behind the, the what's happening. And um, we found that, uh, you know, telling that story is, is super exciting because each one of these breweries has their own origin story that is completely unique to each other and is cool. You know, and they're all doing it their own way, and it and it's and it's awesome. So, so that kind of rounds out. While we're in the brewery, we go load the bus up and do it all over again. Three different mm-hmm. times, four different times, um, three to five hours, depending on what you're looking to do, and then and then you're finished. Mm-hmm. We we drop wow. you off mildly intoxicated somewhere yep. strange for you to find your way back home. <laughs> no big deal. Not actually true. <laughs> no, not true. No, uh, we typically launch them. <laughs> We give you a little code for an Uber, and uh, oh, we that's also nice. That's yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We, for if you've never ridden an Uber, I know that's the, the pool is thinning, but um, if you've never ridden an Uber before, you get a you get a code. And we also mm-hmm. have partnerships with uh, like the Hyatt Regency downtown, the Holiday Inn in Wilder, Kentucky, uh, where we're actually you know giving them a, a discount code so you can get 20 percent off a hotel room. Mm-hmm. So that was one thing we when I started want you to Brew be Bus. Safe. Yeah, when I started yes. Brew Bus, the one thing that was keeping me up is like, how do I how do we do this to where people don't make stupid decisions after the tour is over? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, sure. Because, you know, essentially we're an after lunch, um, to dinner time activity or we're an after dinner to evening nighttime uh, activity. Mm -hmm. So, you know, did they get enough to eat before they got to the bus? Did they, you know, are they munching and eating on the way there? That was also part of the, the pretzel strategy. Yeah, like, like, they got to have something. something. Like, carbs. <laughs> like conscious, conscious clear. Like, yeah, right. yes. you got at least I a gave him a pretzel, man. Yeah. yeah. It's a taster, okay? Oh, you finished it. Oh. But yeah, okay. like, I reached out to local hotels, and they said, yeah. yeah, man, like, let's do this. So the Hyatt's been great downtown, and mm-hmm. um, awesome partnership. We get tons of people booking there, making, like, not only, like, our experience part of their Cincinnati stay, but... You know, maybe they went to the Union Terminal, a Reds game. Maybe that night they went and saw a show. Yes. Some people are coming yeah. into town. Yeah. That's awesome, um, man. And and experiencing all that the city the has cool to stuff. offer. So and that, that's really cool for me. That's yeah, great. I mean, I think I it builds it. on a lot of the the you know all these different folks that we've had on so far and will have on. It's it's this building yeah. story of Cincinnati. I mean, I know that it excites you very much. Yeah, yeah I love it, man. I know. We got a know. hell of a lot going on here and a that lot of really awesome. great people steering the steering the wheel right now. Mm-hmm. And 
Um, a lot of people have set us up to, to succeed. I mean, I saw today that, you know, t- Cincinnati is the best city for a college grad. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's so cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you never would have yeah. heard that 10 yeah. years ago. I right. Mean, but people yeah. started to believe and really bought in, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's fun to be like a small part of that, you know, yeah. like a small uh-huh. part of that equation. you got Get great Fortune 500 mm-hmm. companies. You've got great activities, wonderful venues, and um, you got people that, that believe that the city can be something special, and then you guys, you know, you got us going out there and really, like, literally showing, showing it, it off. off. Like, yeah. And and that's, it's a it's a big responsibility, and I, I you know, yeah. I take it very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I can but, tell you do. But that's, I, yeah. but I awesome. have a lot of, yeah. but we have a lot of fun with it, We too, have you a know? ton yeah, of man. fun. And let's be honest, I mean, realistically, if we're screwing up, I mean, we still have kind of the beer and the wine in the back. Right, yeah. It's a pretty, it's a good <laughs> Like I was bombing tonight. Still drinking beer, <laughs> man. I mean, come on. <laughs> and you got a pretzel around your neck. I mean, yeah. you, know, what, you what can't bitch too much. How many breweries are in Cincinnati right now? Oh, man. It seems to be ever, like, yeah. increasing. In it's a, a moving way. target. Yeah. And I think the last time. I would time, imagine, yeah. The last yeah. time Jeez. was like 54. 55, 56 there might be 60 by now i know that there's a lot in the works a lot in the works yeah there's a lot silverton's about to get one i think high grain yeah yeah that's going to be fun i Um, think one in montgomery completely sustainable uh which i love that we went to sierra nevada my wife did in um uh asheville oh that yeah it's a sustainable brewery i mean it's incredible the the i didn't know that oh yeah the sidewalks are totally porous um, uh, so that the, the water will go through and then they, it filters through the ground oh, and so cool. they capture all this rainwater and they utilize it to, um, you know, like water their plants and, oh, um, dude, that's you know, so they're not awesome. using it in the brewing that. process, but they're filtering it out. They're making the, you know, and yeah. then, and then they've got solar panels all throughout this place in Sierra oh, Nevada powers the whole thing. And, it, and it can huh. power it, you know, in their state. Um, I believe that only certain percentage of the power can come from the solar panels because I think it's it's North Carolina, so yeah. Duke, that's Duke country. Yeah. Oh. So there's regulations that don't allow them to power the plant all by itself, but they could really? if they wanted to because of uh, how powerful oh, that is. Oh, laws are strange. But anyway, like to have you know, and I feel like the Cincinnati brewers are more conscious of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, now than they've ever been, you know, yeah. of being sustainable of of doing those good things with the environment. Mm-hmm. And, uh, high grain is that's kind of their that's their shtick. So I'm okay. excited to see what they do and that it's a fun little community down in yeah, Silverton. Absolutely. And, and they're they're going in an old municipal building. And I don't know if you've ever had uh, municipal brewing or been to municipal brewing. Well, I love municipal brewing up in Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. great yeah, place, killer place. Yeah, in an old municipal building, Art Deco. Cool scene. I mean that with their patio and it's like oh beautiful, right um, on the river. Yeah. We played up there. Uh, Crystal Peterson Queen City Band played right near there okay. uh, a few years ago, right on the river in Hamilton. They have a cool set up there. Like, I just want to give props to oh, Hamilton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this whole, uh, like, concert series on the river. Yeah, yeah, right on and that. And then Municipal yeah, that's is, awesome. like, Thrift Markham Stones Park. throw from there. I mean, they've got, it's a cool thing going now on. Now I remember, nice. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's awesome. I mean, because, you know, you've got these community buildings that mm-hmm. are getting uh, revamped. Second life. Yeah, yeah, life. new life. You know, otherwise they typically just sit and rot. You know, and, mm-hmm. and that's cool that we get to get to have that. So. I have a, mm-hmm. a coworker at uh, my other job who her. Let's see if I can remember this right. Karen's father had there. You know, Silverton, born and raised, and I believe he had a. I want to say law office or some professional office in that building. So when she's heard that it was coming back, I mean, that's her new favorite brewery, and it's never even poured a beer yet. You know, right. because of that yeah. story tie-in. Again, another small brewery in a small community that I, I 
I promise you the people of that community, and I know the, the guys that are going to be making the beer, uh, Matt Utter, uh, he came from Moorline, uh, killer. I mean, great brewer, you know, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's just another yeah. one of these like small community places. Uh, but from what I understand, it's it, that one's not going to be necessarily too small. I mean, they're mm -hmm. going to be doing quite a bit of things and they've got their own restaurant mm -hmm. and everything else. So, but yeah, gosh, I mean, we're going to be at 60, I want to say 63 by this time next year is kind of what people are, are thinking. So that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Jeez. it is. But I think, again, I think it's totally doable if you're just, you know, launching in a neighborhood. So Yeah, man. So we're getting near the time thing, but um, we do have one more beer to sample. Sure. So we'll do that quickly. Yeah. Where, um, so, I mean, what's the best place for people to Ooh. not just... <laughs> That's like asking who your favorite child is. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. No, well, I was actually going to say that. You were going to say number one. You're saying, like, I'm sorry. I cut you off, D. I don't know. I wasn't going to say any of that, actually. I'm sorry. I just, we just want people to follow everything you do. So is it just the website? You got socials, all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. That's really You the got best. any events coming up? Anything you're. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. We're actually doing a. Like uh, anything special? Yeah. We're doing a. Um, uh, we're going out to Sons of Toil. Uh, which is in Mount Orib, Ohio, which Mount if you, get, you guys are familiar. No. I believe that that's probably a solid uh, 30 minutes past 275 out by, um, off of 32. So if you're going, you know, uh, Amelia. Okay, um, eastbound, uh, yeah. Was that Eastgate Mall? Yeah. Yeah. Right, gotcha. I'd say that's like gotcha. a solid 30 minutes past Eastgate Mall. Um, so we're actually going to be launching the tour there and then doing an east side run. So Little Miami, 50 West, Mount Carmel, and then finishing at Sons of Toil. Oh, so that's cool. going to be a ton of fun. That's our first uh, time going out. I'm not, no, I, I lied. Not, not Mount Carmel, Old Firehouse. So, oh, in yeah. Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, yeah. yeah. Great little spot. Um, yeah, so we're going to be doing we're going to be doing that in May. I want to say the uh, end of May. I don't know if this will come out by then or not, but uh, yeah, we we like to do these like little you know one off things and see if it kind of, if it goes mm -hmm. if it mm -hmm. goes great. If not, you know maybe we'll do it you know every six months. If not, I mean it's going to be on a Sunday afternoon. So mm -hmm. we're like, hey, we, you know we're not terribly busy on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, you know, Saturdays we're doing anywhere between eight to twelve tours typically every Saturday. Wow. So that's busy. Uh, but Jeez. like Sundays we have some capacity um another cool thing we've been doing on sundays is the pizza pairing tour um yes. so super My excited tour yeah yeah kind of pizza you want to talk beer. about tours hard to screw up right yeah, <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Yeah, here's some pizza and beer. <laughs> but uh, um, the, there's a, a, a book called The Brewmaster's Table, um, written by Garrett, Garrett Oliver, who is the brewmaster at Brooklyn Brewing. Mm -hmm. And uh, started reading that, gotten in, got into not only the flavor concepts behind beer, but how they match with different um, sauces and different foods. And um, so this is our first foray into a tour that does that for you. So uh, mm -hmm. we had been going to, well, um, rewind that. Uh, <laughs> we've been going, uh, we go to Mad Tree because mm -hmm. um, they've got Catch a Fire Pizza yep. there. And those Long guys, time partners. Just, yeah, those guys just do such cool flavors. 
and they match really well with because Mantry's always got what thirty beers on the board, and yeah, there's so crazy. many yeah, awesome flavors. So yeah, right. you can really find something that that pairs well with it, and then and then uh, also Taft's Bruporium has that New Haven style pizza, which is killer. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. love that stuff. Their beers are world class. I mean, they've won awards, Great American Beer Fest awards, mm-hmm. World Beer Cup awards, um, and then um, we're going to be partnering up with. Um, just talked to him today, Little Miami Brewing out in Milford. Oh, right. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. That place is awesome. Um, it's right on the river. So they've got, you know, seats outside. They're going to be here. It's beautiful. It's, oh, it's, it's one of the gorgeous spots yeah, I haven't been to. Yeah. You yeah. Know? It's so nice. So many. Very, I know. It's, it's hard. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, that pizza tour is a great event of ours. And, you know, and then about, I'd say what now, probably two and a half, three months ago. The, the tasting tour theme. Yeah, we, we launched the uh, donut experience, um, the Butler County Donut Experience, and that's on the Butler County Donut Trail. And this is our first foray into a family-friendly um, uh, tour. So um, we got to be on our game because we don't have the beer to kind of fall back on. We do mm-hmm. have donuts, though, and that typically makes people pretty damn happy. <laughs> and that wins over the children. Yeah, so pretty, we've had pretty well. We've had a nice mix of uh, of clientele of all ages, um, and that's our first foray into what I kind of call the tasting adventures section of our of our organization. So that's where we're going um, with this, and it's kind of started with beer, and but then you know just experiences in general, because what we found is that people are kind of tired of having stuff. You know, mm-hmm. Marie Kono, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're awesome. Um, but people are getting rid of shit and yeah. they're wanting to go do shit. Have you know, they want to do stuff. Yeah. They want to have experiences. They want to share it with somebody else they like or love or what have you. Um, friends, families, coworkers, companies. Um, but they're looking for different things. They're, some of them are not looking just for a straight on brewery tour. Some of them are looking for a brewery, winery, and bourbon tour. Mm-hmm. Some of them are looking the for the, yeah, the hybrid stuff and, and, um, those kinds of things that's exciting like for me that is incredibly exciting because jumping in a van and going and checking out some barbecue shops or taco shops around cincinnati still like trying to keep that quintessential cincinnati theme cincinnati chili Mm -hmm, tours mm -hmm. that one makes me a little nervous Um, as it should (laughs) b-y-o-t bring your own tongues Uh, yeah yeah gonna need a bigger bathroom on this bus (laughs) that's for that Um, that would be part two of this podcast oh my god another concept concept but yeah we're we're we're, those like tons of events and every weekend i feel like we're 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 just throwing like a big a bunch of big and small fun parties a lot of parties love it love it so as we end our our taste our own tasting here with this uh kbs kentucky breakfast stout from founders brewing and uh, beautiful Michigan, Grand Rapids. We love them. Um, Mike, we want to thank you for doing this podcast with us tonight. Yes, sir. It's been super duper fun. Where can people find Cincy Brew Bus and you and, and all those good things on the interwebs? Yeah, sure. So um, CincyBrewBus.com, Cincy's with a Y, Cincy Wine Wagon. Um, everything is on Cincy Brew Bus right now. So you can find it all there. Um, you just go, there's three main sections, you know, where you can click on the tours, beer tours, wine tours, uh, specialty tours. Um, and, you know, private tours are in that, gift cards are in that. Um, 
So, but you can also go to cincywinewagon.com or cincybourbonbus.com. Um, and then soon we'll be launching Tour Cincy. We'll be doing uh, historical only tours, driving historical tours, just talking about main locations in Cincinnati. So that's coming up soon. Um, and then, um, and then uh, we'll have uh, we're, we're going to be continuing the tasting adventures um, theme here, uh, which that's all going to be on Cincy Brew Bus for now. Um, mm -hmm. So, <laughs> and then um, yeah, so and then Facebook or mm -hmm. Cincy Brew Bus, Twitter Cincy Brew Bus, um, Instagram, where else? I think that's I think that's it. Yeah, all the stuff, and you can you know point your friends towards uh, TripAdvisor. Yeah, all those sorts of things. Yeah, check us out on TripAdvisor. Check out our reviews. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, yeah it's uh, TripAdvisor, Yelp, Google, Facebook. All have got good reviews. We love it on. all. If you're kind of questioning on what tour what fits best for what you're trying to do, um, uh, we also partner with. Uh, big shout out to the Brewing Heritage Trail. Mm -hmm. We partnered, started mm -hmm. partnering with them three years ago, and uh, we do an underground tour. And then you walk out of the tunnels and you load up a bus and go on a tasting tour. So you get that nice mix of history and um, old school Cincinnati. And then you get the, the new school Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of that past meets present. And um, that's it. a lot of fun. And so that's out there that we try to run that every Saturday as well. Um, but yeah, you can go to their website too. Go to brewingheritagetrail.com. And if you see something you like on there, because they do great tours as well, just the and, and they don't just do underground tours; they do all kinds of historical tours, mm -hmm, private, mm -hmm. public. So, uh, and they're doing a great job. And the historical, uh, the Brewing Heritage Trail is launching this uh, Thursday, so um, here in a couple days, they're going to be cutting the ribbon for that thing. And that's, oh, that's uh, so cool! That's a long time coming, and that thing celebrates our history with these interactive. Um, Basically, they're like stands. Oh, the markers, yeah, Mar yeah, mm -hmm. mar marquees around, yeah, around downtown and yeah, the right on, uh, right there on McMicken. Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, so you can go to their website too to find us. But yeah, those are all the. So yeah, thanks for having me, man. This is fun. Oh, uh, this is oh this yeah, is some killer awesome. beers. Really, some really, good, really yeah. gives me great joy to to hang out with you tonight. Um, so once again, Mike Stokes, thank you so much for joining us on Easy Mojo Podcast. Yes, sir. Uh, Daniel, where can people find us? On you the can interwebs? find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and I think Google Play. But I'm also told that Google Play doesn't really matter. You can find anymore. us on most I things. Yeah. But yeah, and you can find us at uh, <laughs> the website. Yes, easymojobaby.com. That's right. It's kind of the one-stop shop for all the everything we're into, and all of our latest episodes will be uploaded there. Absolutely. Yeah. So look for us there. Look for Cincy Brew Bus. Uh, this is BG and DP. And Mike Stokes signing off. Mike Stokes, so, thanks, brother. Cheers, thank guys. You, sir. We'll yeah, see you next man. time. All right. See Bye, you. everybody.